Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Friday, it's Casual Friday. Yay, we got NFL, we got NBA, I guess. Although, obviously, NBA, who knows? We get 700 pieces of news between now and lock. So I don't know what the hell's the point of talking about that. But I mean, we could take a look at some projections, some ownership. We could build some lineups. Who knows? Uh, but I'm always answering your strategy questions in the YouTube chat. I see you guys in there. Anthony Golding, Daniel Hutchins, Suki Singh, Shane Newman, Hoglord, Frederick Dude, Matt Mears, Colin Campbell, Gerald Miller. Uh, Devin's in there even uh, wishing everyone good morning. Joe Mack, everyone. Thumbs up. Early in the morning, thumbs up. Give me those thumbs. You know, I, I live off those thumbs. Well, I don't, but the Roto Grinders YouTube channel does. So that helps us out. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, I'll be on later today, not live, but we're doing the, the advanced sports analytics show. That'll be posted sometime around four, five o'clock or something, sometime, sometime around then. So check that out on the YouTube channel. But uh, we'll be talking about primarily NFL today since uh, we got the Sunday slate coming up. Uh, yesterday's showdown slate was a chop fest, so I knew I was going to win, right? I played 10 lineups, played zero Dearness Johnson, so you know how that goes, right down the right down the crapper, right? But that's how I play, right? If uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make 10 uh, uh, contrarian lineups. If I was playing 100 lineups, I would have Dearness Johnson, you know, for the sake of diversification, but 10 lineups, screw it. I'm going, I'm going for the complete reverse game script, whatever. It didn't work out. 153-way tie for first on DraftKings for like 8,500 bucks. I'm just not going to win those. So I don't care. So I, I like when I see that. If I'm going to lose, I want to lose to like a massive 100-plus dupe train because it's like, okay, I'm never making that lineup anyway. It's when when there's solo guys up top, when first, second, third, fourth are all uniques, that then, 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 then I could get a little annoyed because like I could have possibly made that line, right? Okay, so going through the YouTube chat, can we talk about what to do with Derrick Henry for cash? Looks like you give up two points of projection to get get him on DK. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think uh, Derrick Henry is, is is a necessary piece in cash games. If we take a look here. I'm using the gridiron IQ projections, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bump this down to twenty, right? To 20, 20 lineups. Let's see, one unique. I don't have to limit any of this stuff. So I mean, if we take a look at twenty lineups. Based on the gridiron IQ projections, I mean, do we? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do we? Do we even get Henry? We don't even get Henry in the top twenty, right? The first lineup is uh, Sanders and Henderson and Cup in the in the utility. So no, is Derrick Henry? I don't. I don't think you have to play Derrick Henry. I mean, just based even even in the blitz projections, like yeah, I mean, he's the best raw points, you know, running back. But we got running backs. So even if we plug in, like, like the top one here is 147. If we plug in Derrick Henry, just lock him in and run it. 145.57. So, I mean, you can play him. You're going to, you're actually going to be giving up projection points. Okay. Okay. That's exactly what Jesse is saying. Okay. I thought, I, I thought you meant the other way around. What to do with Derrick Henry for, I thought you said that you give up two points by not playing. So yeah, you give up two points by playing. Basically, you have to go down again at wide receiver. I think there are enough good running backs that I don't think you need Henry. I, I, based on what I'm seeing right here, I'm I, I won't have Henry in cash games. I think based on the good RNIQ projections, you could play Henderson, you could play Hubbard, you could play Swift, you could play Fournette, you could play Darrell Williams, you could play Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Booker, even. I mean, I think you could, I think you play any of these guys. They all project in similar range, right? For their price. Miles Sanders is a little bit lower, but he's 5,100. But all these guys are 16 to 18 in the 6K range. Why not? Why not play two of them? You can play two of them, you can play three of them. I think it's more important. I, I think, I think. I mean, we could see just from, from the projections that you raise your projection higher by not playing Henry. Obviously, if Henry goes for 40 points, then he, then, then oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter anymore. But if Henry only puts up 24 points, I don't think you need him in cash games. He's not hes not going to be that popular in cash games. I mean, he'll be owned. Uh, generally on the slate, he's going to be low. He's going to be lower owned on this slate than he would on normal slates. Because what I'm going to do, let's see. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to run 
I'm gonna run. I'm gonna limit this and then run. I'm gonna run just one. Everyone, the 150, the number 150. Everyone knows. So I'm gonna run 150, and I'm running three plus zero stacks, which include the running back. Okay, so basically three from one side, zero from the other. Okay, we're gonna do this as as an experiment today. I'm gonna run 150 lineups just to see what what the most what, what we get the most of, I guess, right? We could cap quarterbacks if we want. Maybe we do that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, let, let's, so we get a nice, nice range. How many teams are on this list? I mean, if we do it at five, we'll get every team. If we do, if we do it at 10, we'll get half the teams. Maybe just do the highest ones, 15, right? So we'll get like seven, eight, seven, eight quarterback stacks, right? So cap it there. Right, I got everything else here and just let it run any way it wants. For three plus zero. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain, I'm hopefully be able to show why uh this slate coming up is more is more prevalent that you don't uh have the other side of the game. Okay, because we have multiple games, a lot of the highest total games have it's the, the teams are like 17 point favorites, 15 point favorites. Team could go out into 34 to three. So who do you want on the other side, the losing side of the game? No one, right? I think that's more, that there's more, more games this week, very similar to last week. I was running Ram stacks last week with no, with no one running back, which includes running backs. You want basically one team to put up five touchdowns and the other team to do nothing. That's more likely to happen when the spreads, spreads are wider. So I wanted to see, I wanted to, I'm running three plus zeros. And then I'm going to run the same thing with three plus one and see, see what, how, how much does the run back of that stack affect the projection? So that's, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, going through the YouTube chat while this is running, Nate Branchoff for NBA as a blunt tool, does taking the difference between smash and projected ownership make sense for determining leverage or under own plays? Yeah, to some extent. Yeah. High smash plays that have less ownership. Yes. And the, the lower smash plays that may be good medians that maybe they have higher ownership. So like you look in NBA, you may see, you may see a guy with a 28% smash percentage. That's only going to be 5% owned. You go, okay, this seems like someone I should include in my player pool. Then you may see someone that is going to be owned because their median is high, but their smash percentage is 12%. And they're going to be 22% though. And he's like, okay, maybe that, maybe that's not the best of GP being my GPP pools. That's like a cash game play or something, something like that. Uh, Joe Clary, how do you X out all the Sixers so they don't show in the build? Do you have to hit an X next to each name or is there an easy way? You could exclude by what's on your screen. So for instance, if I wanted to exclude, I go to where, where, where were we talking about? We're talking about Philadelphia Sixers. Let's see, where are they? Where are the Sixers? Philadelphia. Grabbing the Philadelphia. There you go. Right? Now, this goes the other direction. So you can exclude all the other ones. So if you wanted to exclude, because typically I'm including, so I typically don't exclude like this. Actions. Do you do it this way? I have no idea. There's an easy way to do this. Typically, you do it from the other direction. Like if you want to exclude all the Sixers, you basically... There you go. You click that, then exclude. See? Exclude 21 filtered. And you see in your excluded list, you have all the Sixers there, right? And then you can include 21 visible right back in the player pool. So there you go. So all you have to do is when everything is open, click on the team you don't want. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want any in Chicago. There you go. There you go. Exclude 22 filtered. That's the way to do it. Typically in NBA, I'm including people back in. So I'm used to doing it the other way. So there you go. There's a little helpsy there. A little helpsy. Okay, so we ran. So we ran 150 lineups. And what are we getting? Okay, so let's take a look at the quarterbacks. We're getting Chief Stacks with Mahomes. We're getting Rams. We're getting Eagles. We're getting Raiders. Getting Ravens. Getting some Falcons. Some Dolphins. A little bit of Dan. A little bit of the Joneses right in the bottom. Jones and Jones. It's a law firm or something. Okay, so let's take a look. We got 
Hertz, Sanders, Goddard with, uh, with nothing. I mean, because we're running th- three, plus one, three plus zeros. Okay, so let's take a look at the top Mahomes lineup. 156.20. Okay, so I'm going to save the top lineups for each quarterback. Okay, so I'm going to save this one. I'm going to go to Stafford. Oh, they, 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 they switched around the percentage and the, the, typically I'm used to seeing fantasy points and then the ownership. They switched that around. Ah, oh. let's take a look over there. Okay. Uh, let's see. So we got the 144.83 for Mahomes. That's the top lineup. And then we go to Stafford. We're not worried about ownership. currently. 144.97 for Stafford. 147 for Hertz. Carr. 143, so a little bit lower. Lamar Jackson, 144. We'll even take some Matt Ryan, 142. Take some Tua, 142. We have any Daniel Jones, anything, 142. We'll we'll take all these, even Mac Jones. You never know, okay? So now I'm going to take the top of those, and now I'm going to go back, and I'm going to run three plus ones, right? So both sides. And see what the difference between the top lineups of each are. How much, how much points in projection am I giving up by adding a run back to it? Using the like the and every other slot in your lineup is optimal. Right? Because obviously comparing to ownership, you may not you may not be playing those exact lineups, but it gives you a little bit of a sense of how much projected points are you gearing up for the sake of correlation like. That's what I'm looking for. But people ask me these questions all the time. How much, how much rejection are you willing to give up? Well, here's, here's a blunt way of doing it. Getting a sense, an idea. Is it set in stone? No. But is it one point? Is it five points? Is it three points? Is it like, so you now you should start comparing lineups to one another. Going through the YouTube chat. Flint Friday. Let's see. Jordan, in NBA GPP, I saw a top pro building with median projection and not ceiling. Oh, my God. Someone arrest that guy. I thought we always wanted to build GPP with ceiling projections. Now, my head is... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. By the time you're building lineups, you're not... You're not you don't care about... But median and ceiling, the, the, nor, the distributions of these players are not that dramatic that if you built with median versus ceiling, it would matter that greatly. Okay? It, it, it doesn't. Don't concern yourself with the number. The number only matters in relation to other players. So let's say, let's say one guy's median is 10 and the other guy's median is 10 also. And then in the ceiling, one guy's median is 18.3 and the other guy's ceiling is 18.7. Well, technically the, the second guy is 0.4 ahead of him from a ceiling perspective, but that small amount of, that's 0.3. You're going to be scoring three to 400 points. Okay. So if you're controlling what you're playing ba- ba- with your exposure caps, right. And you're building line, like what does the point for matter in the grand scheme of things? Not much. Right. So one guy's distribution is slightly, slight lean slightly this way. Right. Some guys lean slightly that way. Some guys lean this way. I mean, like it, but it's small enough that if you built just on the medians, who cares? You're most likely getting the same. Like if you built lineups uh, in lineup HQ using median and using ceiling, and you're building a whole portfolio of lineups, the difference is, but the, like, oh, instead of having 37% of this guy, you have 34%. I mean, like, it, it's not that dramatic. People are too concerned with what settings they're using. The settings don't matter. Build the lineups you want to build. Okay, so now we got the three plus ones. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, so these are the three plus ones. So we're getting Hertz, Sanders, Goddard with uh, Hunter Renfro. Okay, so these are the three plus ones. So now we're going to go to the quarterbacks and let's see. When we add the three plus ones, we, we're missing some of these guys. What happened? What happened? Uh, I don't know. Are we missing someone? Well, Mac Jones is gone. The other Jones, he left the law firm. Jones and Jones, he left. Okay, so let me go to Lamar. Okay, get the get the top one. Right, so I'm going to get the top ones of this: Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, 
Tua, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan. Whoops. Well, that wasn't the top one, but it's uh, the second one's close enough. Daniel Jones. Okay, so now I'm now I'm also now these are with running backs. So like these have the running backs in them. So now I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do a three plus zero, but make sure that there's no running backs in there. So it's wide receiver or tight end. So I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm going to run that, and I'm going to do the three plus ones with that also. So I hope you see what we're trying to do. We're trying to take the top ones and compare the constructions to one another. Because especially when it comes with a run back, if the, if the opposing team is not projected all that well, you're going to be sacrificing points, projected points, for the sake of that correlation. But if both sides of the game project well, then you're not, you're not really, you know, do you play a guy from this game that projects at 15 for this price? Or do you play a guy from another game at the same price that projects for 15? Like most likely, you'd, you'd, you'd rather play the correlated guy, right? If you're not, if you don't have to sacrifice any any projection for it, then give me the correlated guy. But you have to see: are there situations like that? I mean, you could also look in the player pool and go, you know, team by team, game by game, and go, oh, there's a lot of good projected players from this game. Most likely, you're playing. Most likely, you're playing runbacks in, in, in those lineups. Then you look at that another game and you go, well, one team projects well and the other team is garbage. Like, well, that, now you're going to be sacrificing points in order to, 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 to get that correlation. So maybe it's not worth it. So how do you find out? This is, um, I mean, you could eyeball it. I mean, I could, I could just eyeball it, but I'm showing, I'm showing you a process in which you could, you could do so yourself. You're not used to eyeballing it. And sometimes I will run these types of things, just, just double check, right? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, so these these are the these are the three plus three three plus zeros without the running back as one of the the players. Okay, so we get Derek Carr. So let's save the Derek Carr lineup. Uh, the Derek Carr lineup is the top lineup. Okay, so we don't even have to worry about that. We already have that saved. So you know, no no Jacobs in that lineup anyway. Okay, so we go to Lamar Jackson. Oh no, that's that also is the top lineup. Hurts. Okay, Hurts, we got Goddard and Smith. So we're going to save that. Ryan, that is the top line. Ridley and Hurst. Okay, that's weird. Mahomes. Okay, so this one does not have Daryl Williams. Tua, Tua, we already have saved. Mac Jones, we already have saved. Matthew Stafford, we need to save. So Stafford's one goes down dramatically. If you could see here, because we're not putting in Henderson, which is like the top projected running back from a point per dollar perspective, salary adjusted value. Okay. So this is a three plus zero. And then let's run the three plus ones without using the running back as part of the stack. Right. It could be the run back. It could be the guy on the other side. Of the line. So let's run this. So then we'll be able to compare. So you saw when I ran the Stafford double stacks, that out of the top 100, only one lineup showed up. The one that, do, that doesn't have Daryl Henderson. So most likely, the best, the best Daryl Henderson lineups from a projection standpoint are Stafford-Henderson Cup. So these are running. Let me go back to the YouTube chat. Uh, Connor Orndorff, in NBA GPP, do you typically build your player groups before setting exposures or vice versa? I, I typically build my player groups and I don't set exposures until I see what comes out. I don't just put in a million settings and then run it. And I like, no, it's an iterative process. I will go through, I will keep only the players in the player pool that I want to play that are projected well enough to play. And then I'll say, well, if I'm playing, if I'm playing Harden Durant, do I play them both in the same lineup? I have to make that decision. Do I have to make a player group that separates the two? Okay, I don't know. Right, I'll look at this Brooklyn-Philadelphia game from today. Right, I'll probably only play these guys from Maxi and above. Right, Maxi Harris, Embiid, Durant, Harden, and obviously we don't know if, if Embiid's out. That'll it'll add Philadelphia players that we could play with. Right, because now we're playing Drummond, and now we're playing 
We can play anyone then. I mean, that all their usage goes up. So I'll, I'll look here. I'll go, okay, well, if I'm playing Maxi Harris and B, Durant, Harden, do I play Harden and Durant together? Yes or no? Do I play, do I, do I play Harrison and Bede together? Yes or no? If I play Harden in the lineup, should I play at least one of these two guys? Right? One of two of these guys. If I have Durant in the lineup, do I play one or two of these guys? Or do I do neither? Do I just not have any correlation on the other side of the game? Well, that's that's when you're making those choices and what player goes. So maybe I decide, I go, well, if I have Harden, if I have Harden in a lineup, Harden does well. Right, I put Harden as the conditional player. Then I put Maxi, Harris, Harris, Embiid. And I say that if Harden's in the lineup, I want one to two. So I'll do all these types of groups before I even run run lines. Maybe I have a lot, maybe if Embiid's in the lineup, make sure to use Harden or Durant. I could do that backwards group also. So whatever groups, whatever I decide I want my lineups to look like, I'm going to do that in groups before I even I build anything. But I, I'm not even setting exposures. That, that comes later. Exposures is diversification. It has nothing to do with building plus EV lines. To me, exposures are like the last thing that you, you, you look at. Okay. Let's get the NFL stuff back on. Okay, so now now we got our three plus ones, which don't have the running back as part of the the, the main stack. So now we get a lot of Tua. Okay, let's go to Tua. We still get that top lineup. Okay, Lamar Jackson. We still get that top lineup. Jalen Hurts. We get this lineup. Derek Carr. Still get the top line. Patrick Mahomes. Let's get that one in. Daniel Jones goes up. Get that one in. Matt Ryan. Get that one in. Matt Stafford. Taylor Heineke, which we have like none of, but I'll save that. And the Mac Jones lineup you got. Okay, so now we got all of those. Are we playing these lineups? No, this is all for research purposes. So now I'm going to go to the save lineup section. Okay, so now I'm going to go to each quarterback and see what the difference is between these lineups are. So Patrick Mahomes, we have lineups 144.83, So they go down like by about a point each, each step of the way. So the top one is Mahomes, Williams, Hardman. With, uh, is there any Tennessee player in here? No, there's nothing. So the top projected one is basically a three plus zero using Daryl Williams. You go down one point, you get Mahomes, Hardman, Hill, and you still get no Tennessee. Then you take the next one, you put an A.J. Brown. So you basically, it's that Mahomes, Williams, Hardman lineup with A.J. Brown. He's sacrificing another point in projection. And then this one is Mahomes, Hardman, Hill with A.J. Brown. So without Darrell Williams, and you're sacrificing another point. They're all pretty good projected lineups. But if you look on based based on this, that maybe you're be more inclined to include Daryl Williams in, in, in your Mahomes stacks on this slate. They project better. And also the difference between adding AJ Brown in is like you sacrifice like two or three points, depending on obviously what type of stack you're playing. So that isn't all that that isn't all that bad. Sacrificing two or three points for the correlation. Of the of the Titans, okay, that that seems reasonable, right? Two or three points, I think so. Now that let's go to let's go, let's skip over Stafford because that's going to be an extreme case. Let's go to Hertz. Okay, Hertz one forty seven is the top lineup. Then it's one forty six point five, which isn't much of a drop. One forty six point two six and one forty four point nine four. So that last one drops off a little bit more. So the top lineup is Hertz, Sanders, Goddard. No run back, no Las Vegas player. Then you barely sacrifice, you sacrifice a point, a half a point, and you get Hunter Renfro in there. Hertz, Sanders, Goddard, Renfro. Okay, so I guess that run back doesn't matter. I, I don't mind that. Then down here, 
not sacrificing much at all. You get Hertz, Goddard, Smith with no run, with no run throw. And then you drop dramatic a little bit, a little bit more to get the Smith Goddard, the no Sanders one with Renfro, but it's still not that it's a, it's a bit of a drop. So maybe this shows you, maybe you're, maybe you feel like you're sacrificing too many points by this type of construction with the hurt, like a three, a classic three plus one, a three plus three quarterback, two receivers and one receiver run back. So maybe, maybe you don't build as many of these lineups and you stick to, instead of sacrificing a point and a half here, you either build them as three plus zeros or you build them with Miles Sanders. Okay, let's go to, uh, let's go to Matt Ryan. Okay, we've got three lineups here. That, not much difference, less than, a, less than a point between them. So we're good, we're good. Less than a point, the lineups aren't that different from each other. The first one is Ryan Ridley Hurst with no run back. The second one is Ryan Cordell Patterson Ridley with Gesicki as the run back. The next one is Ryan Ridley Hurst with Parker, which I'm not sure if he's playing, but we'll see as the run back. So we see here on the Matt Ryan stacks, based on what we're looking at, make make whatever make the stacks whichever way you want. There's enough. The Dolphins project well enough that you're not sacrificing many points to get them in. And the and the, whether or not you play the running back or the wide receivers or the tight ends doesn't matter all that much either, based on the top lineups. It's less than a less than a point of sacrifice between these lines. Then we go to Daniel Jones. Okay, 142.94, 142.34, 141.47. So the bottom one drops off a little bit more. First one is Jones, Booker, Shepard with no run back. Okay. Uh, now, now we're going to get, uh, is there any run back here? Okay, Chubba Hubbard, right? And you're playing Devontae Booker with him. So you're playing both running backs from the same team. Not giving up that much projection. And this one over here is Jones, Shepard, Engram with Hubbard as the run, the three plus one. So you're giving up a little bit more, but not that much. Still less than a point here. So it looks like if you're building Daniel Jones lineups, which don't project as well as some of the other stacks, I wouldn't be as, I wouldn't be as concerned with the, the construction of them necessarily. Let's go to Tua. 143.47, 142.91. So not, not much difference. Less than half a point, a little over half a point. Tua, Parker, Gazicki with a Ridley run back. Tua, Parker, Gazicki with uh, with no run back. Right? And then this line, and we don't have the other liners because these, these look like all the liners. So I wouldn't be, cons- I, I wouldn't be concerned with, with Tua. Most likely you're not playing a running back with him anyway. Doesn't project well. So I wouldn't be concerned with these lineups either if you're playing Tua. Derek Carr. 143.7, 143.6. I'm not concerned about these lineups either. This is a Carr, Waller, Renfro. Right, the run back is, is Miles Sanders. So having the run back in it, like, look, the difference is 0.04. So actually, prob- probably in the, the Raiders lineups, I probably maybe more prioritize having the Eagle in it. You're not sacrificing really like barely anything to play Miles Sanders instead of like Darrell Williams and DeAndre Swift or some of these other guys. Look at Lamar Jackson. 142.72, 143.79. So that's a drop in one point. First lineup, Jackson, Bateman, Andrews. No Cincinnati run back. This one has that basically Bateman, Andrews, but with Higgins. So you're sacrificing about a point to get the correlation. So maybe, maybe you don't, uh, maybe, uh, is it worth doing? It could be. Kind of make, it kind of also makes this, these Mahomes stacks that go down a couple of points, almost not worth playing anymore. Maybe the AJ Brown stuff in comparison to the, some of these other lineups, sacrificing two or three points just to get AJ Brown into your cheap stacks may, may not be, may not be good. As good, I mean, it's still only two or three points. 
But now that we're going through some of these, it's like, I'm not seeing any ones that you're giving up to with me. Except for now we're going to go to uh, Matthew Stafford. 144.97, 144.44, then 141.57 and 141. So now we're sacrificing about three points in projection. Basically, once we're getting rid of Daryl Henderson. So this first lineup is Stafford, Henderson, Cup, with no run back. The second one is Stafford, Henderson, Cup with DeAndre Swift. Now, the ones that drop three points in projection are the ones that basically are using a Ram stack without Henderson. So it would be Stafford, Cup, Van Jefferson, and this would be Stafford, Woods, Cup, Swift. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, playing the Rams with Stafford and Henderson from a projection standpoint, at least, because we also look at the ownership between Right. Well, now we have to factor in ownership. Like if Henderson is going to be the most owned running back. Like, yeah, you're sacrificing three points in projection by not playing him in the Ram stack. But you're also getting rid of a bunch of ownership. I don't know if you're doing that in the Mahomes lines. Like with A.J. Brown, like when you add A.J. Brown at our current ownership, you're not really sacrificing much ownership. Right. So I think from a leverage perspective. Playing Stafford stacks without the Henderson running back situation, although it's a three-point drop in projection, may be worth it from an ownership perspective. The Mahomes ones, I'm going to add A.J. Brown, and I'm going to give up two or three points, but you're not, you're not dropping your ownership as much as you would by not playing Henderson in your lineups for Stafford. So this is the, this is the type of stuff I like showing. This is a process. This is a research process. This process I didn't do before now. I'm showing you. That's kind of the whole point of the 11 a.m. show here. It's stuff that I would normally do, right? Or eyeball. I could kind of figure this stuff out without running these lineups. But if I wanted to run lineups, here I'm, I'm running lineups. Doing the research, right? Not researching the players. Not researching why. But what's the defensive line matchup? It's already factored into the number. I want to see how, how, how nine players fit together, nine slots fit together. And then you could start running one. Then you, then you could start, you know, well, if I don't play this guy and I play that guy and I go, I mean, you just go through all that. As of right now, based on the gridiron IQ and the blitz projections, I'm probably going to be over on the Las Vegas uh, Eagles game, the Philadelphia Eagles. And based on the based on these numbers, I'll probably be over on the Falcons Dolphins game, maybe. Based on let's see, let's take a look at some of this wide receiver ownership that we currently have. Obviously, it's only Friday morning; things happen. Take a look at this ownership. So we have Ridley. Okay, Ridley at twenty-one. Okay, maybe maybe, maybe he ends up being overowned. I don't know. Let's see. Sterling Shepard against Carol Carolina. Cup Adams Myers. Higgins, Bateman, be a popular cheap play. Devonta Smith. Okay, so it's like I, th I think the the Eagles will be owned more than the Raiders. But but Derek Carr projects quite well for his price at quarterback, combined with Renfro and Waller or Rugs. I don't know. I'll have to run the lineups and see. Take a look at quarterbacks. Hertz is going to be the highest owned quarterback. You're probably playing him or Lamar in, in cash. I can understand if you played Patrick Mahomes. Just you're paying paying 8400 for that. But just taking a look. Just taking a look. See. And running back is a roulette wheel. Like to me, to this week is similar to a lot of weeks. Like there's so many running backs that you could play. I'm probably I probably look at the top. If I take a look at these RGV, you know, just the top running backs, like most likely, like kind of like from here up, like I may just have just give me the cap, cap it at 25% and just whatever fits in, right? Whatever fits into the lineups. Henderson, Hubbard, Swift, Burnett, Williams, Jacobs, Sanders, Booker, maybe some Aaron Jones, maybe, maybe Damian Harris, maybe Joe Mixon, maybe. Mike Davis, maybe. I don't know. Love to see. And just run them around. Like, which one do I play? I don't know. Just, just roulette wheel them around and whatever fits, fits. 
Top defense is going to be the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be way over. Like they have 15%. I think they'll be way more over than that. Cardinals, the Jets as cheap defenses, I guess. Tight end, it's either you pay up for Kelsey or maybe Waller, or you go down and you play Goddard. Maybe you play Ricky Seals Jones. Gazeki's kind of in that middle range. The tight end position actually looks much better than it does on a lot of other weeks. Typically, this this salary adjusted value plus minus, like all of them are negative. Like it's like it's the, all all the tight ends are horrible. Not this week. Michael Dampier with Hertz around twenty percent. I see a valid rationale to be way under on Philadelphia. Yes. Well, what I mean by that game, I may be over on that game from the, the Raiders side. Playing playing Carr plus Waller plus Renfro plus Sanders, who obviously, if he gets a rushing touchdown, takes points away from Hurts. So there. That, that's what I mean by that game. Not necessarily the Hurts side, but the Carr side. Ace Boogie, is a three-point drop worth it for added correlation, the run back? It depends on what you have to judge. I don't know. Because the next thing you have to put on that is the ownership. Is a three-point drop worth by getting X amount of ownership? Well, you have to judge that. I don't know. Understand that's the concept that you're doing. How do I get the most projected points for the least amount of ownership? I know I repeat this day after day to the same people. I'm hoping, I mean, I hope every day that the same people I've been answering the same questions over and over and over again will finally understand it. Finally understand that there's no correct answer. There literally is no correct answer. And there's no incorrect answer. It could be. It could not be. Is three points worth it? Maybe. Some slates maybe more than others. You have to judge that for yourself. But as long as you're judge, as long as you're making that judgment, you're then you're doing, then you're playing well. So you have to judge in comparison to other lineups. Is it worth me dropping three points to get this correlation? Well, look through other lineups. If it doesn't seem like it, then maybe maybe you shouldn't prioritize. But if I drop the three points, I also drop half of my ownership. Well, well now, now it's fine because now you're dropping half your ownership. Okay, so that three points is probably worth it to go from 160% total ownership to 80% total ownership. You're, ne- you're never going to find a situation like that. where you are only dropping three points and getting rid of that much ownership. But if that was the case, then it wouldn't matter. Who cares about the correlation at that point? The fact that I could play a lineup that only projects three points lower for half the ownership I'd be playing a ton of those lineups. I'd be like, why is the field so bad? (laughs) Why is the field so bad? So those are the three levers, projection, correlation, leverage. If you're playing cash games, you're just raising that projection lever all the way to the top and just go, just give me the best lineup, just best median type lineup. There you go, give it to me. Then as you add correlation, you're going to be dropping this, this projection lever is going to be forced to come down. It's going to be, you're going to feel it. Same thing for the leverage lever. I'm going to drop my owner. I'm going to drop my ownership by raising up my leverage. Well, now your projection starts coming down. So you have to, how much is it worth it? What contest do you win determines that as well. You're playing a hundred man contest. You're probably, you're probably not sacrificing 15 points for the sake of anything. Probably not doing that. The Millie, you may not, you may not mind that. You may not mind dropping 15 points in projection just so you can add all this correlation and leverage to your life. In a small field contest where you don't need the nuts, maybe you don't mind a lot of correlation. Who cares about the leverage? And you add all this correlation, you drop a couple of points in projection, but then it's like, as long as I get the game right, I don't need the nuts. Well, that, those are small field, really small field contests. So it's just a matter of where the levers are. Those three levers. But being aware of the levers is, 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 the, fir- is the first step. How much? I don't know. Is it three? Is it seven? It's probably not 30, right? You have to determine where that line is. And if you're already determined where that, if you're already trying to determine where that line is and you're not sure, like within a point, you're probably better than 90% of the field right now, right? 
If you're trying to weigh the, if you're spending two hours trying to weigh the difference, do I drop 1.2 points or 1.3 points? The field, if, if you're at the point where that 0.1 matters that much, quit playing DFS. DFS has been solved, right? No one can win anymore, right? Because there's no bad players anymore. If that's the edge, right? But you will find 20% of the lineups in your contests, especially the large field ones. They're like, ah, yeah, I guess I'm going to drop 37 projection points for the sake of having a 27, you know, 28 total, all 1% owned guys. <laughs> like, you're going to see that. Or you're going to see the opposite. You're going to see like, yeah, I don't mind just throwing a contest into a heavy, you know, million to first contest with uh, uh, basically 180% total ownership, basically playing like the, the, the chalkiest line of possible. You're going to see plenty of those, right? Your, your job is to find the middle, right? Now, the best players in the world, that difference of the 0.3 and the 0.2, they're going to they're gonna get that a little bit more precise. But in comparison to the, to, the, to the rest of the field, for most of the field now in 2021, can you get close enough? Then you get your profitable profits, right? So it's like how many points? One and a half? One, 1.7? Dude, if you're already in that range, you're, you're, you're probably fucked. Probably... Spending the difference, spend, spending an hour on a point two doesn't work. But you have to know that it's pr it's probably not twelve, right? If you're looking through other lineups and you're like, well, in order to add this correlation and drop this ownership down to X percent, you know, I'm giving up, uh, I'm giving up four and a half. And I go to another lineup and I'm giving up four. And another lineup, I'm giving up four point seven. And another lineup, I'm giving four point two. And I'm going to another lineup, I'm giving up four point eight. Then I'm going to another lineup, I'm giving up three point six. And then go another lineup, and I'm giving up nine point two. You look at that last lineup, and you go, yeah, maybe that's not it. Maybe I, I, I can make a lot more of these lineups in that four to five range. And I, why am I playing this lineup in, in, at nine? And you look at that nine lineup, and you go, okay, am I, am I, am I? Significantly dropping ownership by doing so? No. Okay. So why am I playing this? That lineup could still actually be profit, be a profitable lineup, but in comparison to the other lineups that you've built, it's 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 much lower. So if you're only playing X amount of lineups, maybe that lineup with that nine point drop you don't play. Perfectly fine. You're playing ten lineups, you know, maybe don't play that because you could make you could make. You could make 2,000 of the ones that are within four or five points, right? You can make thousands of them. So why am I using one that, that drops nine, right? But you'd have to see, you'd, I don't know, how many lineups fit in that range? Sometimes on some slates, the only line, there, there may be 20 lineups that fit in that range only. And if you're able to find the 20 and you're going to play 100 of them, you're not going to find 100 in that range. You're going to have to drop your range. So you're trying to compare lineups to one another. So that's why there's no correct answer of a number. There's no different slates, different lineups, different combinations, different types of correlations, different everything. Every slate is different. Different size slate, right? Different size contests, different strength of the fields. There's all these variables that go in and you're, you're judging what types of lineups fit best in these contests versus the fields that you're playing. Uh, go through the YouTube chat a little bit. Uh, do, 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 do. Not much. If you have any questions, we'll get it here early. I don't care. Casual Friday. No MMA today. I can't show you anything for MMA because I, we, we still have two fights that need to be added to the draft case. I mean, there's 14 fights tomorrow, right? There's only 12 listed. So like if they're adding two more fights, to, to the slate, like ownership is wrong. And this, I don't know what the salaries are. I mean, like, so I got nothing for you, right? So, cause I don't even know, so I don't even know. There's nothing for me to, anything that I show you is basically what, what the best fight odds, whatever lines were from two days ago on the fights, the 12 that are on the slate. But I've never seen since starting playing MMA last year that, oh, we're just going to leave it like that and have two fights that are like not on the slate. They, they typically add that. So that's why I, I've stopped. I'm just like, I'll wait until they add them, see the salaries, and then I'll be able to figure stuff out. So, so I'm sorry, no MMA stuff. Uh. 
Frederick Dude, have you recently spoken about plus minus correlation related to player positions in NBA? No. What are player positions at NBA? I don't care about the position. Probably the only probably the only one that matters maybe a little is the center. Typically, guys near the basket foul move, right? So centers typically foul each other. They also compete for the same rebounds. So typically, uh, the, the, the centers on opposite sides of the teams will have negative uh, correlation from, for their ceilings. Other than that, there's, I don't care. what I don't, Plus minus, I don't even care about plus minus. Anything that matters is already in, is already in the projection. Anything that you could think of, like maybe I should take a look at this. It's already it's already in the projections. So plus minus correlation on minutes. There's minutes correlation, sure. But as far as a plus minus, you mean like like how many points they they're plus like typically plus minus in an NBA is like when you're on the court and your team has scored ten points and you've given up twenty. That's like a minus ten plus minus. It's an offensive slash defensive type of metric. Oh, Daniel Hutchins says DK MMA has 14 fights now. They must have done it this morning. They didn't do it as of like two hours ago. I would have updated it if it was, two, I, I looked two hours ago. I looked at like 9.30, 9.45 or so. I didn't see them added. I didn't get the mail. I didn't message you. Did, did we've added these fighters or whatever. So I guess after the show, I'll be, uh, I'll be adding them to, to, to my spreadsheet. Michael Dompia says games that go three overtimes have great correlation for a game set. Sure. Good, good luck. Good luck predicting that. Minutes correlation on two sides of a game. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Minutes correlation. Like we saw last night, like with the bucks getting blown out, like all the starters lose minutes in the blowout. Now the, the guys on the favored side of the, the game end up scoring more points, but their ceilings are capped also. Like, like, I, like Bam had a good game, but he lost like seven minutes because he didn't play his last rotation. So yes, he still scored well enough, right? Like those guys, like, you know, Harden or Durant, you know, go out and blow out the Sixers. One of those guys could have 50 plus points. They're probably not going to have 80 though, because they're only going to play 20, 26 minutes. So that's why... Pairing players from opposite sides of the game for GPP, there's some positive correlation. It's not. It's still not strong. It's strong from a minutes perspective, right? The correlation between two sides of a game, minutes-wise, is a strong positive correlation. Whether or not that relates to if they hit a ceiling outcome, is, is not related to the minutes. But they're more likely. Obviously, a player is more likely to hit their ceiling playing. 38 minutes versus playing 24 minutes. So there's a correlation between the two of those. But still, like, just because one player from one side of the game has hit a ceiling doesn't mean that anyone from the other side of the game has hit a ceiling. Just means their minutes are going to be correlated to one another. Okie doke. So hit those thumbs up buttons on your way out the door. We'll get out early, right? Because there's no MMA stuff. I did some football stuff. The NBA for tonight's slate, we still don't know who's playing, right? We never know who's playing. I'm going to say this all the time when we're doing NBA. People want to know the plays and the picks or even run, even running lineups is almost kind of pointless until we start seeing injury reports coming in at 1.30, 5.30, whatever. And even then, even 10 minutes before lock, I don't feel like playing. I tweak my back, right? And then, and then you have to change everything. So, uh, so that, but that'll be on this channel. If you, if you want if you want that type of advice, we got Grinders Live later today. Crunch time for premium members. And if you want to use, if you want to use, if you want to try it out, some people watch to watch these shows and you know they're cheapskates, right? They don't understand how cheap this stuff is in relation to how good it is, right? Like I pay, I pay four hundred dollars a month for these projections. No, I mean no, a drop of a buck, no problem. And I, I don't know why people don't want to play, you know, forty bucks or whatever. But if you want to try out the the, the NFL stuff. You can get a free trial right now. Click on the link in the description. Click on the, 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 the Devin will drop a link in the chat. So five, it's a five-day free trial. So you could use the NFL product, all of our all of our NFL stuff, all the premium content, all the projections, lineup HQ, everything that you could possibly use 
for NFL, and you could use it for this Sunday. You could use it for Sunday showdown. You could use it for Monday showdown. It's a five-day free trial. So just sign, just sign up that way. Try it out. If you don't like it, what? So you cancel. There you go. Done. Didn't cost you anything. No problem. This is the stuff that I use. So I'm not like promoting stuff that like, oh yeah, but you have your own stuff that you know. I the stuff that I'm showing you on this show is literally what I do. It's literally what I do. So like if I could do it, you could do it, right? It's not that complicated. So go check out the Roto Grinders tools, the premium for, for NFL. Sign up for, for a free trial. Yeah, there you go. There, Derek. Uh, Derek uh, Devin has the, uh, the link in the, in the chat. Five days of RG NFL premium for free. For free. Absolutely free. Try it out. Uh, and, uh, and if you have any questions about any of the features or anything like that, I'm always in the, in the Discord, premium Discord. Just hit me up in there. Uh, and, and I can answer anything. And we have tutorials and stuff. You could always watch the videos. And, uh, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend. Over the weekend. Give me those thummy thumbs on your way out the door. Subscribe if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when Grinders Live goes on later today for NBA. Crunch time for premium members. And uh, I'll be back next week answering your DFS strategy questions, as always, on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grind. Stop